our sponsor, Dog Overboard Adamstown, the fun and healthy place for dogs. Pet Chat on your pet-friendly radio station, 2NURFM 103.7. Maybe a bit of a gloomy day, but it's certainly bright and bubbly here in the studio. A huge welcome to Daniel Carrington and Dr Bob. Lovely to have you both on the show. G'day, how are you going? I'm doing pretty well. All the better for seeing you two. Oh, isn't that lovely? Yeah, I know how to butter them up with the best of it. Now, look, we've got some exciting stuff coming up today. You're talking about hippie dogs, Daniel, or have (laughs) I got... I've got my wires crossed. (laughs) I like that term, hippie dogs, actually. Pretty good. Flower jackets, flowery jackets, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Dyed fur. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You've come in and you've told me we're talking about earth dogs. Earth dogs. Now, yeah, what is an earth dog? So we're going to talk to a group that started in New South Wales to work with earth dogs, and there are breeds... that are earth dogs. Okay. Very excited to find out what it is. I I'm, I'm, have a hunch that I could be wrong. Uh, Daniel Carrington and Dr. Bob in the studio. Dr. Bob, what are we having a look at a little later on today? Sarah, we're talking about aggression, okay? And that's just the way it's going to be. I'm sorry, but we're <coughs> just going to do it. And you have been kind of barking at me since you got in no, here, so no, you, you're clearly no, getting into no, the zone fine. of aggression. No, well, no. A lot of our pooches can be aggressive, but not always their fault. No, and cats. So you've got to watch for the early warning signs. People often miss them. Mm. So if you're seeing that death stare... There's a reason for it. Good one. Next time, why don't you dress like a Shih Tzu when you come in? <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be if like you, that. If, <laughs> if you want me to. <laughs> Earth Dogs, Sarah. Earth Dogs. So we've got James Powell from Earth Dogs New South Wales to talk to us about what Earth Dogs are. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you, Daniel. Now, what are Earth Dogs? Earth Dogs is, well, sport is a winter sport, ideally set for dogs that are James, can I just... Sorry to interrupt. We're having trouble hearing you. Can you... Are you on a a hands-free? We're having trouble to hear you at the moment. Can you hear me now? That's much better. Much better. Yes. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, just go back to what are Earth Dogs? Earth Dog is a winter sport um, designed to test the instinct of Earth Dog variety breeds, such as Dachshunds, Jack Russells, Lakelands, Welshers, Fox Terriers, Mini Foxies. Um, it's also open to associate registered dogs with dogs in South Wales. So as long as they've got a mixed variety of one of the Earth Dog breeds, they're able to compete. Okay. So um, there's a good range of breeds there in terms of that are involved in earth dogs and these have a natural instinct to, to do what? I guess what I'm thinking is these dogs are known as earth dogs because of their natural environment and what they, they would do. And what is it that they do? What they do is they go, they've got to go underground in a tunnel system like a, it's kind of like an underground maze Yes. to where they get to the judge at the end who's got like um, a piece of meat, a toy, whatever at the end to get the dogs to, you know, work the quarry like as they would naturally do in the field so when they're working. Okay, so there's some, some, some you can, we can do a test like in terms of trials that you're doing and, the, and there are tunnels that they go under. Um, what about in the natural environment? How would they have been used for hunting purposes? Well, most of the breeds that are used were ones bred to hunt like going, hunting foxes, rabbits, underground in their dens, badgers. Oh, and that's why they were required to go in in those tunnels underground and they'd go and get the the, the, the badger, as you say, or the fox. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. So people that have got these kind of breeds, um, and if they want to do some of this kind of work, your group, how can they get in contact with, with your group or other groups that do similar kind of trials? Um, the best ideal way is we have a Facebook page which is called Earth Dollars New South Wales. Yep. Um, other than that, you can get in contact with breed club, clubs like the Jackson Club of New South Wales, the Jack Russell Club, and the Border Terrier Clubs of New South Wales all hold trials. Yep. And, no. and what I was going to say to you in, in regards to that, with... If someone has got a dash hound or Jack Russell Terrier, do they thrive in those kind of environments when we put them in a natural environment to do that kind of work? Do they really love it? Oh, they love it. I've got, um, I myself have Lake Ontario. Yep. And they love it. I've got only dual champion in Australia. Okay, wow. Doing it. Fantastic. So what made you come up with this concept, James, that you're going, it's like the little Olympics for dogs? <laughs> um, it's just... A natural instinct sport. It's, um, it keeps the dogs, you know, in some countries, before they can breed their dogs, they've got to actually pass qualifications like this to be able to breed. Okay, because of the breed type that they are. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, look, thank you very much for that information. It's something new and different that we can discuss on our show here and for people who might be interested in if they've got a Dash Hound, Jack Russell Terrier or so forth, a dog that is an Earth Dog, they can contact um, Earth Dogs New South Wales on Facebook. That is really interesting. There's just the whole new world for dogs, isn't there? Dr Bob, I saw you wanting to comment a minute ago. I could tell you a story about my brother's Jack Russell uh, dog Gromit in Canberra. It may have been near a national park. Right. <laughs> and um, yes, well, John was walking in a national park and as he shouldn't have been, and Gromit dived down a wombat hole. Oh, so they certainly do follow their instincts. And Over the next two to three hours, they found five or six entrances and exits from that wombat hole. Oh. As the National Park Ranger turned up and a, and a friend turned up to try and help, and they were about to call the um, backhoe operator to dig Gromit out, oh. a wombat shot out of one of the holes and Gromit shot out after him. Oh, So Gromit wow. actually survived. So the big problem with that is that wombats Did will often let them get on top of them and will then crush the dog against the roof. Mm. So what James was talking about is they've got to be really adept at negotiating those tunnels. They've got to be able to find their way. They really, you know, would just about have a GPS system on board because they're just amazing at what they do. Was the wombat okay? Wombat was fine. Okay. <laughs> John was less fine. Oh. There was what I saw when I did some research on this information. They had actually made above ground tunnels yes. out of timber um, so that spectators could watch how these dogs go about as if they were underground, but it was above ground. Oh. So it's quite interesting to see what they do. But can't you have a little doggy cam on top, you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be good. Doggy That's the next step. I think so. I think this is great. Now, Brian, you've got an issue with your papillon urinating everywhere. Uh, no, she's, she does it outside, but she, she seems to want to do it all the time. She wants to go out to the wee, to do a wee off, and has she done this before, Brian? No, uh, I was just wondering she's, uh, whether it's the cold weather or something, or so, whether it's more serious. 
So uh, before, she just seemed to be quite normal, but now she she seems to want to go out all the time and do a wee. Partly as it, it does get colder, our body, the muscles all contract, so it means that the bladder is under a bit more pressure. Plus, we're not sweating as much as we were during the heat wave of summer, so it does make them want to go out, but it might be a good idea to take her down to your regular vet just to get a checkup um, and to make sure she doesn't have a urinary tract infection. Um, if she was doing a urinary, if she had a urinary tract infection, though, she would be going quite frequently and really quite desperate and strain for a while. Sometimes a bit of blood or mucus might be in the wee. If you can get a urine sample, and of course vets love asking owners to do this because it is very <laughs> difficult. Yes, I've been in that position before. Yeah, you sort of have to try and sneak up with a yeah, little saucer or something like that. All we need is a couple of mils and we take that down to your regular vet. Um, if she's de-sexed, that's, that's less likely to be any other issues. And, and if it's an infection, would could she pick up that from something she's eaten that she picked up around the yard or something? Or No, more likely just, as you said, the cold. It affects our immune system. It's why we, when we're shivering, when our immune system is under stress, so infections that might have been under the surface, subclinical, might then um, come out and cause problems. They can have bladder stones. They can have other things that are problems. Well, she's only two years old, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So hopefully it won't be anything too serious, but I'd take it down to your regular vet, Brian, and get it checked out. Wet is good. It's beautiful to snuggle in this Restores weather. Restores all of the underground storage systems for water and rejuvenates and washes clean, except for the mould. <laughs> Saves us on our water bill with the new grass at the moment. We can turn the sprinkler system off. Yeah, providing it does stop raining, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we might be flooding it at the moment. Look, we're talking pet chat, 49216216. Kerry from the Central Coast, how can Dr Bob help you and your Jack Russell today? Oh, good afternoon, Dr Bob. I've actually got two Jack Russells. One is a little female. She's 11. Uh, two years ago, she was diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease. And uh, we've got her quite stabilised, but she's on a low dose of cortisone. And her behaviour is just getting worse and worse. She, um, it's like she's displaying really bad anxiety symptoms. When we go out for a walk, if she sees another dog behind a fence, she just starts to scream and howl and carry on its... It's quite embarrassing, actually. I've taken her to just holding a bit of a stick to try and threaten her, which I don't like to do, but it's the only way I can stop her doing it. Um, when I've been out and I come home, she just barks like in a frenzy. Um, I'm wondering if the cortisone could be affecting her in that way. You've got a couple of things that are probably happening there, Kerry. Cortisone, yes, can, um, as my wife says, when she's had to be on cortisone for asthma... It's like an out-of-body experience. So you feel as though you're really um, able to do lots of things, but your body just is not responding. Um, the other thing is the irritable bowel disease, very high linkage to anxiety, as it is in people. The more anxious you are, the more it unsettles the immune system, the more the bowel reacts, the more un yeah, just uh, alternating between diarrhoea and, and constipation and all sorts of things. So... That anxiety is making her a little bit out of um, not very well. Plus, at 11, there could be some early dementia symptoms starting. And as you said, she is a Jack Russell, so they tend to be very excitable um, and, and very involved. And if they do something, they do it 
yeah, sort of like Staffies to the best of their ability or beyond. So she's yeah. squealing at the other dogs. Just if you can avoid walking near other dogs on walks, just up a couple of houses and back in. If when you get home she gets silly, then just, if you can, just try and ignore her. Ideally for up to five minutes, but in your situation, start with five seconds. So you walk in and you turn side on and you just don't look at her and just ask her to be quiet and then give her a bit of attention. So you then stretch that from five to 10 to 20 seconds. But it will be a combination of everything you've mentioned, the irritable, the irritable bowel, the anxiety, the, old, the elderly um, age, the attention-seeking anxiety issues. It's all just a cacophony of mental health issues that makes it really difficult. So just practice basic sit, stay, drop with treats, long, slow massage-like strokes to help her to calm down. But Jack mm -hmm. Russell still need to burn off energy playing or chasing or um, tug of war or something. So uh, the other yeah. dog you've got is a male or a female? He's a male. He's an eight-year-old male. Yeah. Um, I, he was a show dog and then he was a breeding dog and he was given to me uh, just for a pet home and I had him defixed about nine months ago. Yep. Um, he's always been a little bit, when I go out, he, he likes to chew things, he'll chew wood, um, destroy things, he destroys bedding yep. and that's all getting worse as well. Partly... And, Partly yeah. with his age and um, coming to you later in life, desexing later in life, um, that we think that they can smell females in season up to 10 to 20 kilometres away. So yeah. when he's desexed and he's been um, entire for that whole seven years or whatever, then he's, that's influencing the brain. Um, even though the main source of testosterone is gone, there's still from the prostate and in the brain. Um, testosterone is produced so they do have still an inkling that something's going on um, and so that just makes him just more excitable and not able to settle with already a female that's going a bit excitable and funny yeah just try and ask them to settle down yeah so coming from a show or breed, breed, breeding background he's also most likely been in a kennel and so coming into a home environment makes it very difficult for them to settle down. Some good advice there. And if you need advice, 49216216 is the number. Now, Dr. Bob, some sad news. We've got a lost cat, a Burmese. Um, obviously, they're quite expensive as well. Now, it has been lost around the Bullaroo area yesterday, last seen at, uh, sorry, on Monday, last seen at four o'clock. Now, the grandchildren have left the door open. Uh, Kitty has made a run for it. No collar, but is microchipped uh, and, and has never been outside before. So this cat's going to be really scared. And it, it, they usually go to ground quite quickly unless they run a fair distance. So I guess the most important place to look is around your house or the neighbour's house and look in all of those under the house, next to the car, places where they would dive into a, a, a perceived um, safe area. So, um, yeah, be looking closely, but also ring up the um, pounds. They don't often um, get cats because cats don't often allow people to catch them unless they're seeking some food or seeking some attention. So it will, and there's some really good Facebook pages about lost animals too that um, might help them. But keep looking and keep looking locally 
And um, don't forget that cat that was found after eight or nine years, a yes. couple of uh, last week. Due yeah. to being microchips. Microchips, so important to keep your address and contact details up to date on the website as well. So, Dr. Bob, if you do come across this, what, what could be this cat, how do you get it? Like what? Basically, um, call someone and say, this is where it okay. is. Try some food. Don't approach it too much. Try putting a cardboard box out there because they love to hide in those. Um, and, but, yeah, the closer you get, the more likely it is to take off. All right. We've got Glenda now from Lakelands. Glenda, how can we help you? Hi. I was just wondering if I could have some information. My daughter's got a chocolate Labrador, and it's got a yeast infection. And I was wondering, it, it's gone from its ears to its feet, and I was just wondering how they get these yeast infections and how do you treat them? The issues with um, fungal-type infections of the ears and skin and pores, they're all a similar surface. Often they, they call it a microbiome, so there's actually lots and lots of bacteria and fungi on your skin at any time. Uh, we try and reduce that number. The problem is that once we start using a particular antibiotic or a particular shampoo, it alters the percentage of good bacteria to not good bacteria. And so the bad bacteria, usually Malassezia, um, is one of the main ones that we see in, in dog skin problems, um, especially in labs because of the thick uh, coat. So we've got to try and keep that under control, but we can't use that shampoo too often, otherwise the body's own immune system is not able to deal with it. Very important to try and keep it clean. Rinse off allergens when you come back from a walk so that the, there's not too many things that make them lick and scratch and then they transfer the infection from their skin to the mouth and then, and then to the pores and then to the ears. And so it, they're there all the time. So the more healthy they are and the more active and um, playing and all that sort of thing they are, the better chance. But it is that some animals, like some people, will be more susceptible to skin issues. Again, a reasonably high um, link to anxiety issues. Wow. Oh, okay. Has that right. helped you so, out a little bit, Glenda? Yeah, just a little bit. But um, are, you, are you suggesting that I change the shampoo every every no. time I wash her or no, just, just make rinse sure her you, down or what? Yeah, rinse the pores off when she's been for a walk. You can actually use the Malaseb um, or the fungal antifungal shampoo that will... Um, help to control the the fungus uh, or bacteria, but it's a very strong shampoo. So if you use it too often, it will actually take all of the oils out of the skin. So keep in touch with your regular vet, take the dog down, check that it's okay. They can do a scraping or a, a um, usually a, a, yeah, a stain on a, a microscope slide to see what bugs are there, and then they can work with that. Often it's good to have uh, a good, sometimes you have to go on a, a sensitive skin diet, so you're working at it from a number of different angles and it's not something that's going to go away, especially in this sort of weather. Mm. We often see ear problems that flare up in this um, cold, wet weather. So, Speaking of, remind me to ask you a question off there. <laughs> we are talking Pet Chat, 49216216. We've got Merle from Belmont North. A question for Dr Bob? 
Uh, Dr. Bob, I have a query. I have a little seven-year-old Papillon, and she has this habit of going around the house pulling all the cushions off on the floor and all the pillows off the bed. <laughs> now, I know she does it at night time sometimes when she wants to go to bed and I'm not ready. <laughs> and whether she does that, she's trying to tell me, I don't know. But is there no other reason she'd be doing that? It will depend a little bit, Merle, on your reaction to her pulling the cushions off. Yeah, I off. know. She's got me around a little finger. <laughs> so it's the same as me. If I go around pulling all the cushions oh. off at home, Karen gets upset. So okay. she is partly doing it to get attention from you. Exactly, as you exactly. Said, I thought that might have been bed. it. And if you go, oh, don't do... I, not that you'd use that voice, of course. <laughs> That's but... right. No, I say to her no, but she still persists. <laughs> and another little, another little thing she does occasionally too, she scratches the carpet as though she's trying to make a little nest. Partly Papillon, smaller dog, colder, um, and it, they just, yeah... It's, it's sort of habits they get into as the cushion. Oh, okay. So the more excited we get about what, what they're doing, the more they react to that. Oh, I we see. Like children, okay. and we let them get away with something, and so they keep doing it. Keep doing it. And, and they are very good at learning. Um, and, yes, they are. They do keep us in line. But oh, okay. Well, this one does, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> she she sounds... keeps me in line. Let's put it that way. She <laughs> sounds like a master manipulator. But... Oh, she is. She is. And when she wants to go to bed, she gives me that stare yes. with both her eyes as much as say, aren't we going? <laughs> and it will be very time dependent. So if okay. you go to bed at 8 or 9 each night, yep. if you go five minutes past that, she oh, will know. I do. I do. That's when she does it. That's the body, their body clock is very highly tuned to tuned, time. Okay. Well, Mel, stop partying and get to bed then. <laughs> She's just trying oh, to keep I you in line. I, I think I'm past that. I'm 90 year old now. So. Well, you sound <laughs> wonderful. Okay, thank you very much. But Mel, keep up the playing. So the important thing is to, when she's going for the cushion, give her a toy. So you give her something that is better to keep her out of mischief. Um, when she's being a bit rude and stare, giving you the death stare when you're time to go to bed, then just turn away a bit and maybe toss a few treats on the floor to distract her and then say, okay, come over here, I'll give you a hug. And so you're actually giving her a bit of attention and then say, okay, off we go. It's about respect, so she, it's good she's respecting you a bit, but maybe not enough, so we need to help her to, to be learning that there are boundaries in houses. Of course, you would never say this being the, the veterinarian, Dr Bob, but it does sound to me um, like the Merle and the Papillon are just gorgeous, and, and it doesn't affect Merle too much at the moment. She still finds it slightly humorous, as I would as well. It's very important to have fun with your dog, because my goodness, they are clowns and they love to make us laugh. That's a sweet, sweet story. Hello to Elizabeth. Hello. How can we help you? Uh, yes, I just heard the lady say that her little one, um, when it's ready to go to bed, she come, the dog comes and looks at her. Yep. I have got one exactly the same. <laughs> just to make sure you get to bed on time and, and you're getting your appropriate shut eye, what sort of a dog is it, Elizabeth? A Maltese Itchu and she's just turned five. Yeah, and, and they love to make sure everything's done. They Like people, they love routines, so they like to know when you get up, when kids might come home from school or visitors oh, are coming. we don't have kids. But if, yeah, if you give her a meal at, in the morning, in the afternoon, that has to be pretty much on time, otherwise they... Oh, yes, and her, you've only got to mention the word supper. Yep. 
and she kno- <laughs> to my husband, and she knows what you're talking about. That's right, and there's always the soft touch in the family as well. So if she jumps up on your husband and and gives him a bit of a stare, yeah, we'll give her a biscuit or something. So make sure she has to work for that though. She has to sit or stay or shake paws. Oh, she sits. Ah, oh, that's good. Does she, she doesn't get nothing unless she sits. Good. Does she eat at the same time as you and your husband? Yes. She yeah. doesn't eat at the table, does she? Uh, no, she has hers on the floor. <laughs> That's good. But she checks your food out just in case? Uh, she eats hers and she tries to come and get some of ours. That's right. So it's just yeah, making sure that she's not being di- um, yeah, unlucky in, in her, her food choice. But, yeah, animals love routines and so do we. We feel more comfortable and secure. So not a major issue, but it is good so you know what time it is even if the clocks all stop. Yeah, absolutely. Or it's a it's a dark day like today, and you think that the you know, alarm was yeah <laughs> went off early, but no, it's yeah thunder and and lightning this morning when I woke up. Yeah, yes, it was it was it was a big show. It was quite interesting and good to watch. Dr. Bob, the more we talk about our animals, the more they remind me of children. They're very much the same, aren't they, with with diverting their attention and, um, you know, this routine. They like to get in a pattern. Yeah. My favourite expression is you interrupt, you redirect and you reassure. That's good. So you interrupt the problem behaviour, whistle, click or clap, no need to yell or water spray or do anything horrible. It's just to get their attention. Then you redirect them to a toy, um, go and fetch that or here's a, here's a treat, go and get that off the ground or on your bed, please. And then if they're settled, then you reassure them as you would with a child, mm. long, slow stroke or massage or um, hug to your side pointing the sharp bits away and if they're good great good dog if they're being a bit naughty then you just turn side on yeah you get nothing for being rude and mostly that works <laughs> dr bob thinks he's uh, giving me advice on how to handle my dog but he's actually giving me advice on how to handle my two-year-old son so i uh, thank and you husband. for all this <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we've got graham here from mayfield graham you've got a dog problem too I certainly do. Uh, good afternoon. Um, my, I have a miniature poodle. Yep. A beautiful five-year-old. When we go in the car, she just gets so excited that she quivers. And she sit there and she's shaking and you put your hand on her, she's physically shaking. And then she'll yap and then really loud. But then she knows that that was bad. Yet it seems involuntary. She can hardly contain it. And where do you go now, when she's in the car? Uh, anywhere, you know, it's not just going to a dog park or anything. She just, anywhere Gross. we're going in the car. I take her to work with me as a tradesman. Ah, okay. Not your average dog, but, <laughs> you know, when we, when we get there, she's so excited. She quivers and she yaps. And, you know, I, I say, you know, don't do that. And she knows she's in trouble, but she doesn't seem to be able to help it. No, it is just really excitable. She's looking forward to it and, and she gets lots of good contact time with you. So it is building relationship. She gets so trembly and excited, just like Sarah's been today in the studio. <laughs> I can't help myself when Dr. Bob comes in, you know, he has that effect. And it's the brain, you know, it makes is people it? go a bit funny, horses Stir and crazy. kids. So when she's in the car, she gets trembly and then she gets to a new place. So when she gets to a new place as a tradie that you visit often, then she will, oh, there's all these new smells. And exactly. And so she all the trees from yesterday. That's it. Just has a great, great time. So if you can, car, dogs in cars are a bit tricky. They should be on a seatbelt. Some dogs yeah. will chew through the seatbelt. But 
the music that you like to listen to that helps you to be calm is the music that helps the dog to be calm. So if we do that, mostly, as, you know, death, as <laughs> Graham, well as... I hope it's not Slipknot or something you're listening to, the Metallica to calm down. Yeah. Classical music, of course. I mean, to in of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just if you if, if stop the lights or something, then a long, slow stroke, head to shoulder, rump to tail, and just ask her to settle. Calm, controlled, teacher voice and helping it be settled. But there is some products out there that help with car travel. So Adaptal Spray is one of those ones that you can put on or a collar. And that just helps to take a notch off the edge, take a security blanket, rub your hands and feet on a towel, put that on the car seat next to her. Um, Some dogs, if they are a bit silly, actually have to be in a a pet carrier in the car if they bounce around too much. But as you said, she knows... She's a beautiful dog, but that's the one little thing... She just it gets so excited about it. it all, yeah. You know, and the, just the involuntary yapping and and the, and then she knows she's in trouble and the trembling, you know. Just yeah. it's pure excitement, is it? Oh, she yes, sounds exactly. like me when the chocolate comes out at night. She really <laughs> does, you know. And some animals will actually be trembling and and petrified with fear with the, in the car. But if she is that yap, then it is just excitement. So no, no need to yap. Just nice and calm. Um, ask her not to do it. But, yeah, she is sort of a little bit out of control and not able to control herself. But the more you'd spend time with her, and, yeah, she's got a life of Riley, so luxury, because she's with you all the day. It's, it sounds it's like great. Graham's lovely with, with his oh, it's, it's, it, Dogs really are good for us. They're good for our health. They're good for our immune system. They help us to laugh and... Yeah, and they come and give us comfort if we're not feeling very well too. So. I, I made a vow a long time ago, I'll, I'll never go without a dog again, you know, unless there's circumstances that out of my control, but I think they're fantastic. You know, you just need them. 49216216, we do have time for one or two more calls as we have a quick look at the weather for our sponsor, the Hunter Motor Group, Maitland for new Honda, Subaru, Volkswagen and Isuzu Utes. Remaining cloudy and showers this afternoon. A possible thunderstorm a little later on as well. Going to be wet for the next few days. Uh, right now it's 12 degrees for Newcastle, 11 degrees for Hunter and the Valley. Now, we do have Jeff on the line. Hello, Jeff. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. Good afternoon, guys. How can we help you? Hey, I've got a, a Jack Russell cross foxy yep. cross giraffe, I think. He's got long legs. But, <laughs> um, now, every time I take him out to the mother-in-law's, which is on property, yep. when he sees, like, I let him just roam, he's usually pretty good. But then when he sees a kangaroo, he is often gone after it. Yeah. yeah. How can I... S- Fix Real- that? Is it like psychologically I can fix it or? Not really. That's a very deep brain instinct. So the more they bounce, the more they run. Like kids, if they yell and, and stare at the dog, it makes them more excited, the dog yeah. more excited. So ideally on a on a longer lead rather than letting him off lead because yeah, right. you yeah. need yeah. to let him run around, sniff things. That's great. But yeah. he needs to be within... Um, your line of sight and be able to retrieve, able to come back. But, yeah, by letting him off, he's practising that problem and it is a deep brain thing. It's not something you're really going to change. Yeah, right. But we just but have... It's all right with rabbits. But oh, OK. Everything. As soon as he sees a kangaroo, he's gone. So you've taught him about the rabbits and the birds, but he's just... Yeah, 
the roo is just a bit too much past his ability to control himself. Yeah, plus he's getting not like he's about ten year old or something. So yeah, plus a little bit of his ways, so. little bit select, <laughs> selective deafness, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that sometimes. I hope my wife's not listening to that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, we okay, know, Jeff. we yeah. know. Yeah. Good on you, Jeff. And I think we have time for one more call today. We're going to go to Joy Lucky Last from Windale. Joy, fire away with your question for Dr. Bob. Hello. Good afternoon. Um, Dr. Bob, I've got a 12-month-old Maltese Shih Tzu Poodle Cross. Yep. And it's a female, and she's a pocket rocket. <laughs> yep. And what's your question, Joyce? We're desperately running out of time. I uh, just wanted to know if, if it's just normal for her to be like that. With uh, it's when they're young, they do go through various developmental life stage stage changes, as do children and do people. So, trying to keep her busy on good things, so play, uh, tug of war, sit, stay, drop, helping her to practice being good, and then letting her be silly. And so, it's helping her to be settled. But you need to keep her on lead. Don't let her practice um, running around the house and crashing into things. She needs to learn how to be sensible. Good advice, as always. Dr. Bob, that's a wrap for us today. Hasn't that gone quickly? Very quickly, and I think I've nearly run out of water in my mouth, so I'm going to have to have some water, otherwise I'm going to get really dry. Thank you, Sarah. We'll have to get to aggression another time. Thank you so much for your calls. We will be back next week. It's Pet Chat. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.